just do it to tell the Lord that I'm so thankful because I'm not worthy.
have the scars in his hand. He did so much, so much, and I wasn't worthy. And I'm so thankful that he didn't leave me in that system to die. I'm so thankful. Because I was dying. I was dying. And I'm so thankful that he saw something in me that he could use in his kingdom. I'm so thankful. Stand and let the Lord know that I'm thankful um, for this place, the place in my life, the place in my mind, the place in God that I am. Um, just thinking about the words of that song and thinking about the testimony and the exhortation that Brother Felt gave on Friday night, just remembering where you could have been if it had not been for the Lord. If it, if it wasn't for Jesus, where would I be? And as I thought back in my mind, I wasn't necessarily doing anything that I would have ended up um, dead for or in jail, but just the realization that I was already dead, spiritually dead to the things of God. As the scripture says, there was a time when we were just afar off from the common width of Israel without God, without any hope in this world, just estranged from the things of God, estranged from life. We were dead and didn't even know it. We didn't even know that we had a problem, but I thank God. I thank God for his mercy and his grace for reaching down his hands of a fallen man for remembering us when we didn't even know we needed help. I'm just so thankful to God for his mercy. If it wasn't for Jesus, where would I be? And I wouldn't necessarily be in a bad place naturally, but just to live this life and not even know you're living to die. You're living 60 and 70 years doing everything that you want to do just to die like a fool. That's all you get is 60, 70 years as opposed to eternity with the Father and the Son. Like, we got the best of the trade, truly, because now we know that there is something worth striving for. Now we know that there is something on the other side of this life. If we in this life only have hope in Christ, Jesus we have all men most miserable because now we have a chance to lay down our lives so that we can take it up again and have life forevermore with Jesus Christ I'm thankful Lord I, I am truly just so thankful on the strength of that song it's just a, it's just wonderful forward remind me dear Lord I want every time I think I'm going to complain or think about thinking I brought myself to where I am, I, I want the Lord to hit me so hard that he remind me that a tear fall down my cheek because I did not do this. I didn't. I am not the reason that I'm here. I don't care what I think I've done. It wasn't me. It was his grace. It was his mercy. It was Christ that decided instead of, okay, out of this hundred, I got 99. I got 99 sheep here. I ain't worried about that one that straight away. No, he went for that one that straight away. He brought me back here so and just helped me just just listen, just see, just just look at the goodness of the Lord among his people, listening to your testimonies that it pricked my heart, that I, I realized, yeah, I thought, oh, I can make it if I'm gonna stay here in the B church and I'll just read a little more than they do. Oh, I gotta lean into my own understanding, which was no good. I am just so thankful. Thank you. And I'm serious. I want every time I think, or even just the thought, I don't care if I don't say it. If I think it's me, I want the Lord to hit me so hard. 
He let me know, no, 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 it's not you. It's my grace. It's my mercy. Because of my precious gift, my son, that's the reason. That is the reason why you were quickened with that Holy Spirit, and that's why you're striving. So I want him to always remind me. Thank you, Lord. Sonny, béni nos mon Dieu matin. Et moi dit bon Dieu son Dieu moi. Et ma pensée et les moins venus ici. Et ma dit Seigneur est-ce que c'est celle encore ça pour qui t'as une espérance? I'm asking the Lord, is this the only place that I can have a hope? I believe when I came to America, I thought it was a marvelous place. But when I came here, I thought of another thing. I thank the Lord that I found the word of God. That can hold me. I remember my grandmother. She had seven kids. The first passed away and she was my mother. I have another aunt who passed away. I had another uncle who also passed away. I had another uncle who passed away. I asked the Lord, it's only in this body should I have life. I was watching every single night. I go on a bed and I sleep. And I wake up. And I go to work. I eat. I And I go back to the bed again. And I ask myself, is this the only life that I should have? Eat. Go to work. And come back to bed. And after that, I die. And I said, The Lord, hold. Change my life. Is this only, if only in this body should I have life? And I began to think of a family member. And all my family members have passed away. This past week, we had one that was in the United States. And he lived in Atlanta. And he had a stroke. After that, he went to the hospital. He had another stroke and he passed away. I told him, Lord, hold me. I'm not afraid of death. I asked the Lord to give me another life and a new life. 
Parce que moi voulais travailler. Parce que moi ouais, ça c'est un corps qui passager. I see this body is only a natural body. Il y a passé. It is passing through. Et c'est ça que fait chacun de nous même matin. That's why every one of us this morning. Pensez avec la vie naturelle ça. Think about this natural life. Il y a pas rien. It is nothing. C'est ça nous à travailler là. And that's what we're working on. C'est ça que fait Paul te dit. That's why Paul said. Mais c'est la corps ça simplement pour qu'il t'agonne la vie. If only in this body that we have hope and you'll be all men most miserable and that's why I encourage you brothers and sisters I feel blessed this morning I feel like I have another hope I don't believe in only in this body only. and I thank the Lord have a hope let us encourage one another it's not only in this body because day by day we are dying and I believe we need to have a new life. I'm happy to be here this morning And I'm going to encourage you all. Let us seek that new life. On, let us work on this new life. And I believe the Lord will give us a better resurrection. And I thank the Lord for this moment that we're spending together. I'm happy to be with you all. Let us continue to pray one for another where the Lord can hold us. I'm happy to be here this morning Let us stay together. And the Lord will bless you all. May the Lord bless you. That he brought me this way. I'm thankful that he rescued me from the broad walls of Babylon. They're, they are truly broad. Um, you can come and go as you please. Um, no one cares what you do. They don't care anything about you. But I'm so thankful that one day he brought me to this way. He brought me to a straight path, a narrow, a narrow path. He brought me to a gate in which when I entered, I entered into a place of rest, a place where my soul and my mind can be at peace because I had no peace when I was in the world. I was constantly looking for one thing or another. But here I know that what I need to seek for is eternal life. I'm thankful that I heard the message. I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to have eyes to see. I'm just thankful that the Lord didn't didn't forget me. He didn't leave me out there. I, I'm thankful that the Lord always had me on his mind. I can remember from the day that I got, was baptized the very first time in the Baptist church, and I just remember that experience. I remember that I felt the presence of the Lord. I really, I remember that at that time I felt like the Lord really had, he, he wanted me, he loved me, he he, I just felt his presence, and I'm thankful that even though I strayed from him, he never left me, he never forsake me, he's always been by my side, he never let me go too far to the left or too far to the right, but finally one day, I'm so thankful for that day when he allowed me to come this way and to hear a new message and to hear a message of eternal life, a message of overcoming, something that I had never heard before. But I'm just thankful that the Lord has allowed me to be here. I'm thankful 
that the Lord allows me to roll back the curtains of my memory every now and then. And Lord, I'm asking, help me to roll back the curtains of my memory daily. I don't want to be, I don't want to forget what the Lord has done. I don't want to be unthankful, ungrateful. I just want to always be able to, to wake up with a, uh, a mind of gratitude and thankfulness to the Lord because he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to choose me. He could have choose so, chose so many others, but I'm just thankful that the Lord's mercy and kindness and love was toward me, and I am just thankful. Walking in a world of sin, no rest for my weary soul. Then I met a man who said he'll be my friend. All my burdens he did roll. God took those worldly desires, gave me peace deep inside. And now I have a brand new hope. And since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. I've got joy in my head, joy in my feet. I've got joy in every way. God, joy, joy, joy inside. Give me
says I met this man called Jesus Christ. I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. I've got joy in my head, joy in my feet. I've got joy in every way. God took those worldly desires, gave me peace deep inside. And now I have a brand new home. And since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. I've got joy in my hands, joy in my feet, I've got joy in every way. God took those worldly desires. Gave me peace deep inside, and now I have a brand new home. And since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. I've got my eyes on Jesus, got my mind made up, and I tell it everywhere I go. Ain't nobody gonna turn me around because Jesus is in control. God took those worldly desires, gave me peace deep inside, and now I have a brand new home. And since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. Joy in my hands, joy in my feet, I've got joy in Gave me peace deep inside And now I have a brand new home Since I met this man called Jesus Christ I've got joy, joy, joy in my I'm uh, thankful for the words of that song. How about that? It's a little different. <laughs> I brought back to my memory. Um, one day I was walking in a world of sin, and it's funny because you don't realize how dirty you are until you come out of something. Um, just the analogy that Peter gave about that about that pig, that sow, um, returning to her wallowing in the mire, and the dog returning to his own vomit. Um, definitely don't want to do that, but it wasn't until I came this way and uh, began to hear the word of God and consider the word of God that I realized, wow, you know, I was really out there bad. And um, I couldn't change myself. Um, I was walking in a world of sin, didn't have any rest. I just kind of blended in with my surroundings. And so I was just one of the, one of the gang, one of the crew. And we all, doesn't matter where you come from, we all want to fit into our surrounding. Nobody wants to stick out. So we, we, you know, we assimilate and we begin to blend in, become a chameleon with our environment. But thank God he remembered me. I'm thinking about that other song we sang, how um, nothing good that I do, nothing good have I done to deserve God's own son. I'm not worthy. You think about the things that he suffered. And I appreciate our meeting on Friday, just talking about the, uh, you know, the things that we need to go through, have to go through. Uh, sometimes salvation won't be a walk in the park. Sometimes it won't be 
you know, going out for a bowl of ice cream. Sometimes you have to endure hardness as a good soldier, but thank God he brought us this way and let us see those things. We might not have to go through them, but we have to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind Christ had. So I'm thankful to be in a place where I understand life now. I thought life was, as my brother Gene, I'll slow down, as my brother uh, Gene said, that, you know, we just find a way to get money, wake up and, you know, you go through the through the cycle of life. You, you're on that hamster wheel, as, as Brother Ray said yesterday, and or we call it the rat race. Some people call it that, but you just wake up. The kids used to sing a song. They don't even sing it no more. Uh, have you, uh, is, this, is this all life is about, just to eat, sleep, and work? Uh, uh, one day somebody told me, did you know that you can actually be an overcomer? Uh, we can actually rule and reign with Christ, but you now we have to work. We have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, sometimes I, I appreciate Sister Sharon's testimony. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we, Lord, remind me. Remind me where you brought me from and where I could have been. There was times in my life that I just, I, I hated life. I don't want to say that I was suicidal, but I just, maybe I was homicidal. I don't know, but I just didn't care about life anymore. But thank God he saved me. Thank God for that hand that reached down to a fallen man and picks me up out of sin where I didn't even know I was. But Lord, remind me where you brought me from, Lord. Roll back the curtains, Lord. I don't want to forget. Sometimes you just got to, you got to check yourself. You got to realize that, look, I'm not, I'm not on fire for God. He's looking for people that are being on fire for him, people that are give all that they have, all of their energy, all of their fervor, all of their might. We got to love God with all of our soul, mind, strength. We got to give it all to God. He wants it all. We sing that song at San Marcos. He wants everything. Let go of your idols. Sometimes we think of idols. We think of, we, our mind goes to the Catholic Church and St. Peter and St. Mary. No, it could be my job. It could be my car. It could be my wife. It could be my kids. Anything I put before God, it's an idol to him. So I got to cast down all of those things. But Lord, remind me, Lord. I don't want to be lukewarm. He said he'll spew you out of his mouth. If I'm not hot, then I should just be cold. Don't, don't play. Don't play with God because what happens is you'll get used to the repetition of just coming in here and raising up our hands and singing songs and speaking in tongues and then go back out and then come back in and then sing these songs and then raise our hands and go back out. No, Lord. Correct me, Lord. Correct my mind, Lord. I want to be on fire for God. He saved me. I was dead in trespasses and sins and he blessed me. He gave me his spirit. He brought me to the body of Jesus Christ where the spirit of just men and women we have the opportunity to be made perfect we have this great opportunity lord i don't want to fail you lord i want to be a part of the bride lord we gotta we gotta yield our members though i was once a servant of wickedness and unrighteousness but he brought me to the kingdom of god for such a time as this saints and he not not just me he brought us all here but we got to just think about this in our mind where i could have been don't let those just be words don't let that just be a song we sang this Sunday. Don't just walk out of these doors and then go back to that normal life that you live. Lord, let me meditate on these things day and night. Lord, let me meditate on Lord, let me, let me consider the words that you sang to me today. Lord, let me consider my life. Am I measuring up, Lord? Lord, Lord, help me, Lord. We need grace. It's not going to be by any works that we do. Lord, it's going to be by his grace and his mercy that we make it through. So, Lord, I'm happy today. And, look, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. But I consider me a part of you. So if I'm thinking about these things, surely you got to be thinking about them. Lord, don't let me fail you. Lord, don't let me just come in here. Just be another Sunday. It's more, I've been here 20 years. 
20 years. Some people been here longer. Some people been here shorter. It doesn't matter. Are you on fire? Take your own temperature. When I go out of here and somebody cross me, what's my attitude like? What's my spirit like? Lord, am I, am I chasing things out there or am I chasing you? Am I trying to apprehend that what I'm apprehended of? Lord, am I giving my life to you today, Lord? Consider it in your own mind. I'm thankful today. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not correcting. I'm not rebuking. This is my life. But, but, but we're all bone of the same bone. If you're not an overcomer, consider yourself. If you've been here any amount of time, consider, am I, am I applying these things truly? Or am I like one of those religious leaders or one of those religious people? He said, if my, if my righteousness, if it don't exceed those on the outside, brother, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's worth nothing. I, I like what Christ said when he was talking about, um, look, look, there's a lot of things going on out there. And we always talk about the darkness in the world and the wickedness of religion. But unless I repent, I likewise shall perish. We can talk about the, the, the ungodly. We can talk about the people who commit abominations in the political world. We can talk about all those things. But unless I repent, I'm going to likewise perish. I just came to a place that had more understanding. But if I don't apply these things to my life, I'm going to perish just like the ungodly. Just like the homosexual, if I can say that. Just imagine, that's disgusting. But unless I repent, I'm going to get the same reward they get. So, Lord, don't let us fail you, Lord. Lord, you didn't bring us to the kingdom of God just to hear words and let them fall into the street backwards. Lord, you gave me a vision of what you're doing today. You gave me a vision of eternal life. Lord, you woke me up one day when I was walking, just sleepwalking like the rest of the world. You gave me a vision. You planted a hope deep inside me, Lord. You planted this hope in me, but I got to make good on this hope. I can't just come in here and tell you things. I got to do it. Don't tell me about this salvation. Show Show it to me. Show me your show me your salvation. Don't tell me your faith without your works. Show me your faith by your works. I'm thankful today, saints. I'm thankful today. I gotta be less selfish. That's all it is. I gotta stop caring about me so much and start caring about him and his. Lord, I don't want to fail you. I'm sure there's some people out here that don't want to fail God. We didn't come here just to be here, just so we can say we're part of this assembly. No. No, I don't want to just be part of this assembly. I want to be part of that heavenly, not just heavenly, the part of that new Jerusalem. There's a bride that's making herself ready today. Are you a part of that people? There's a bride that's taking off. She's putting on. She's taking off the works of the flesh, and she's putting on the precious fruit of the spirit. She's putting on law, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, temperance. Of such there is no law. Are you still with it? Are you still, do you still want to go? He didn't say the road was going to be easy. This road is narrow. But guess what? Heaven's our home. If we stay faithful, if we'll stay committed, heaven can be our home. So I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful. I thought about you. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful today. And we got to stay thankful. We just got to keep on remembering. Remembering without ceasing. I understand the work of love, the, the labor of love. I understand it, but remember without ceasing where he brought you from. Remember without ceasing that you come to a place of understanding. Remember without, how do I do that? I got to keep these things before me day and night. How, how does Psalms 1 start? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. I like that. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he'll meditate day and night. Brother, that man, huh? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And we can bring forth fruit, but it's going to be in our season. It's through patience that we're going to possess this soul. So if you're not where you want to be, it's okay. 
but try. Sometimes we don't even like to try. It's like, oh, I'm going through the motions. We can't go through the motions. We can't go through the motions of life, saints. We got to just keep on trying. And I'm not, I'm talking to me, but everybody. We just got to keep on working. Working on ourselves, working on our own salvation with fear and trembling. So somebody can, you don't have to say anything to somebody if you're living upright. I appreciate what Christ did. The common people heard him gladly. Why? Because he wasn't just talking. The word became flesh, and he began to dwell amongst men. So if this word of God will become flesh, Brother Greg, and start walking amongst the people, and they can start seeing the peaceable fruit of righteousness, they'll say, you know what? I see a light. I want to follow that light. So I'm thankful to be here today. Thankful that God remembered me. Thankful to be in the meeting one more time because he didn't have to let us live. When you think, man, we had a, we had a turbulent <laughs> a trip last. It wasn't turbulent, but we had a bad tire. We was bouncing. We was bouncing up and down the highway. And there's no get, you know how many cars bounce up and down the highway? You know, that's one of the, the uh, main ways people die. They lose their life is in car accidents. And we qualified yesterday. We actually qualified in that vehicle we were in. And um, God gave us grace. God gave us grace. We, we arrived to our destination safely. We got the opportunity, the precious opportunity to encourage the people of God who were going through something. That's on God's record. That's on God's record what we did last night. And if you didn't get a chance to make it, it's okay. You'll get another chance whenever you encourage God's people. I appreciate what you said the most precious thing on the face of this earth is God's people that striving for eternity. And if you have an opportunity to actually lend yourself to them and encourage them, uplift them so they can keep on going, brother, you on God's record. So I'm thankful today. We got there safely. We got here back safely. Now we're in the sanctuary one more time to lift up the name of the Lord. So be happy, saints. This is a wonderful day. The most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. He led me this way, but he got to give you eyes to see. This is not just sitting around, brother. We got to put our hands to the plow. Any man put his hand to the plow and look back, he's not fit. But I'm persuaded that I'm amongst a group of people that don't want to look back, that they want to keep on pressing towards that mark of the prize. It's the high calling of God, but it's in Christ Jesus. So let's go on in the word of God, saints. I'm really, uh, Brother Ron was going forth, <clears throat> considering the words of the testimonies of everyone that got up and the, the thread, I thought about something we, we mention often, and uh, I want to hold you in suspense. It's goodwill towards all men. Even, Brother Ron was mentioning even last night, but it's having goodwill. And having the love of God, <clears throat> not to consume it upon my own lust, or having something that makes me, how it makes me feel, what it does for me, what's the reward for me. But how can I help edify the people of God? Not just the people of God, but all men, that they can actually see the love of God, which is shared abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. And so it's not about, I was listening don't want to keep calling Brother Rom's name, but he, he was mentioning everyone else. I'm using him because he encapsulated what everyone else was talking about. But it's not about I. And so what happens is why we forget to remember because we're focused on what I need, what I want, what I desire. But if we actually can remember 
that the Lord Jesus Christ came down for you and I. That the Lord Jesus Christ volunteered and said, I'll go. That he would actually become a perpetuation for our sins, a sacrifice. It's no longer about I. It's no longer about me. But we actually can remember why we even here. What's the opportunity he's given us is that we can let our light shine so men can see our good works. Not to glorify us. See, the problem that works is if I do a good work, I want you to see me do that good work. I need you to tell me good job doing that good work. I need you to tell me you appreciate me doing that good work. You ever done something for someone, something as simple as open the door and they don't say thank you? What rises up in you? The least you could do is say thank you. I didn't open the door for you. Acknowledge my goodness. But can I just do it because it's nice? Can I do it not looking for a reward? Can I do it just because it's a nice thing, it's courteous thing to do? And so I've used that. And we can relate, but we know there's other things that someone don't acknowledge our goodness, it's a problem. But yet we don't acknowledge the goodness of the Lord. Yet we don't acknowledge the goodness of Jesus. Think of just consideration, just thought about it. That, that was free. That, I don't know where that one came from. But I was thinking about charity. And we, everyone, I, I won't do 1 Corinthians 13. That's the greatest definition of it. I don't think I'll do 1 Corinthians 13. But I was thinking about, we go to 1 Peter chapter 4. I think it's around the 7, 8 verse. Uh, Let's start at verse 6. Verse 5. Verse, verse 5. I'm going to stop there. Who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick, the living, and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead. They were not dead in the ground, dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things at hand, be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So I have to be sober. I can't be drunk with the cares of this world. I can't be drunk with riotousness. But if I'm, um, if I'm sober and watching through prayers, now look at this, verse 8, above even that. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Fervent is not something that's just, that is required of me, but I'm happy to give it to you. It's an abundance. It's an excitement. It's a, a zeal. It's something that's, it's above what's required. Remember what Jesus said of a brother, if a man asks you for a coat, give him your cloak also. If someone asks you to go a mile, go to Twain also. And so it's not just doing it because it's required, but it actually becomes who you are. And so that's what having fervent charity. Why? Because charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And so if I have goodwill towards you, even if you err, I don't want to see you condemned. I don't want to see your, 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 you judge to a point where you can't make it back or the Lord, get them, Lord. But if I have charity, my prayer is, Lord, help them. Help them to see. Help them to change. Help them to course correct and get back on the street. Uh, call straight that they may run for their life. Or if they did something individually, we have to have the same spirit that Jesus Christ had, the same spirit that Stephen had. Uh, Jesus Christ began to say, uh, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Father, forgive them. And lay not this sin into their 
they charged. But then you think about Stephen, he said similar words and meant the same thing. He just said, Lord, forgive him. Just asking for forgiveness for him. He had charity towards them. He had fervent charity. How many of us, if someone gnashing on us and throwing stones, and the stone wasn't a little pebble, but they stone, think about it, it was big enough to kill him. They threw enough of them to kill him, to die by stoning. While he's being stoned, he's still expressing and being the express image of the love of God. Lord, help us to get there. But yet someone say a word, I want to get mad. Someone, someone don't do what I want them to do. I want them to get married. Brother Rick, we got to grow up. We got to continue growing up where it's not about you seeing my flesh and my goodness in my flesh. But Lord, just glorify my Father which is in heaven. And so you want to have goodwill towards all men. There's a scripture, the young people, they know it by heart. But 1 Timothy chapter 4, let's go to it because the older people might not know it by heart. 1 Timothy. I should make one of them quote it, but I won't. But they might freeze up on me. And they just look at me. And then we both looking at each other. And that won't be good. But first, uh, first Timothy chapter 4. He was talking to Timothy. And so when he said, let no man despise thy youth. But this don't matter if you're old either. Older. Have more wisdom. But first, Peter, first Timothy 4 and 12. Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers, not two. But if you want to be an example of a believer, this is what we have to do. It's not just words. It's not just saying it. But being an example of the believer, what do we have to do? In word, in conversation, and look at this. So it don't matter how much word. That's great. It's good to have good conversation. A conversation not me and you talking. It's a lifestyle. That's good. Have great lifestyle. Live a clean and a holy life. Live an acceptable life. So have the word of God. I'm going to skip uh, charity for a second. Let's keep going. In the spirit, you can say you feel the Lord and you, you, you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you can follow the Lord in the meeting and you can know where the Lord is going. In faith, that's great. In purity, that's great. But you cannot leave out in charity. That's the qualification of being an example of the believers. If you shorted anyone... We're not yet qualified or even being an example of the believers. We're coming up short somewhere. Uh, we often quote 2 Timothy chapter, what is, uh, not Timothy, 2 Peter chapter 1. I won't go there right now, but it talks about adding. And so we have to continue to add to our faith virtue. And so we continue adding to these things. Well, let's go to, if you don't mind, 1 Timothy chapter, while we're in Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I'll go to 2 Timothy. Uh, Second Peter, after. But I just want us to see the importance of charity. It's good to love Jesus Christ when he was talking, um, not just to those disciplined followers, but he let us know that a publican love a publican, a heathen loves a heathen. And so it's good for you to put on, Brother Greg said it uh, Friday night, which is true. If someone in our natural family do us wrong, we quick to forgive them. But that's, that's no different than someone, than a dog loving his pups, a cat loving his litter, uh, a, a goat loving his kid. That's, that's no different. That's just a natural 
<laughs> Brown calls it a born yard love. That just means it's just a natural love to whatever your offspring is. But now, can I give someone that same opportunity to cause disappointment and I not hold it against them? I'll just forgive them. Can I, can I allow someone that's, that's striving for masteries with me for something to come up a little short and I not let a root of bitterness spring up in me, troubling me? Can I not just build a case on why this person don't like me or I don't like that person, but yet we have uncles, aunties, cousins that then stole stuff from us and we let them back in the house? And they don't even ask forgiveness. They make excuses why. Well, if you wouldn't have left it, then I wouldn't have took it. What? <laughs> you know I got problems. <laughs> News flash. I don't think nobody ever got up here and didn't say they don't have problems. So you know we got problems. We telling you, we trying to make it. We're striving. We're working on it. So I'm sorry if we disappoint you, but we trying to get it right. We're not doing it on purpose, but uh, 1 Timothy chapter, uh, where was One. Look at verse, I don't want to read too much. Verse 5. Uh, you got to, have to do this, just for some people that like to debate. Verse 4. Uh, verse 3. And I besought thee to buy still in Ephesus when I uh, went into Macedonia, that thou mightest show us some of them that they teach no other doctrine. <laughs> What's no other doctrine? Just teach this this sound doctrine. Don't get off on these other things. He's going to tell us what that is. Neither giving heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. I read that just because sometimes, uh, man, that's a great scripture. Thank you, Lord. Say knowledge puff it up, but charity, it edifies. Just because you know something during the conversation that you're having, don't mean that's time to let someone know that you know it. Can we use charity to edify that person? Instead of start uh, building yourself up and letting yourself, letting you make sure everybody know how great you are, how much information you have, can we have charity? Can I want to see from where you at, how can I take you from there and build you up in the most holy faith? That's why we're here. That's our purpose. That's what we're to exude, that's what we're to be an example of, of doing those things. And so now what he actually say, verse 5, now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. So that's the end of the commandment. When you've done everything else, make sure we have charity out of a pure heart. And what? And of a good conscience and of faint faith, unfeigned. And so I'm, the reason I'm even talking about charity is we have to see where it begins. We have to see what it actually encompasses. And so if I have charity, it don't matter how I feel, Brother Sonny, about a situation. What would the Lord want? What would the Lord require if I have charity? If I don't have charity, now it's about me. If I don't have charity, it's about what am I getting out of the situation? Everything is measured by what's the return. What am I going to get? What's my reward? But when you think about Jesus Christ, what was his reward? Death. What was his reward? Reward. Being subject unto vanities. What was his reward? Being subject to his creation. For you and I. What did he do? He denied himself. Uh, 
He said, not my will, but thy will be done. And so while we're here today, as we're testifying, remind me, Lord, of where you brought me from and where I've been, it's so that we can help others. Because you remember where the Lord took you from. You remember you came into contact with someone that put on or had charity. Let me correct that. I don't want to correct the term, but maybe enlarge on the term. There's time where you have to put on charity, but it has to be a point where charity becomes the bond of perfectness. Where it's no longer you putting on charity, but it's you're a charitable person. That is an attribute that you have. It's like sometimes you have to put on a smile, even when you're not happy. There's times you have to put on uh, the attribute of enjoying yourself, watching this movie that these kids got you, you really want to sleep. I'm putting on. I don't want you to know that this is driving me crazy. I want to go to sleep, but you're going to talk about me if I fall asleep. So I'm acting like this is funny. I'm putting on. But when it's real, I'm no longer putting on. I'm just exuding that this is my emotional state. This is my spirit. This is, and so charity, we keep doing it. We keep doing it until it becomes who we are. We don't start off as an overcomer, but we keep overcoming. We keep overcoming until overcoming is what we do. It's no longer am I going to overcome it, it's when am I going to overcome it. The mindset isn't this storm or this mountain is too hard to climb. It's I didn't climb the other ones before. It's just a, a matter of time. I'm going to climb it. I'm not going to think about it and say, oh, I can't make it this time. But because God is faithful and he's helped me this many times, I'm not going to start doubting now. And so you become an overcomer until we've overcame all things. Where's well, the same thing with charity? It's considering what would the Lord do? How can I exude or how can I show this person the love of God? Until your thought process becomes, I just want to show them the love of God. If it causes me to take the wrong, I'll take the wrong. If it causes me to take low, I'll take low. If it causes me to go further than I wanted to go, it's no longer about me. So I'll go further than I wanted to go. And so that's what charity is. And so I mentioned earlier, uh, First Peter, uh, Second Peter chapter 1, but I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm betwixt too. Let's go to Philippians first. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to, it don't make sense to do it in order. I'm going backwards anyway, so let's go. I done went from, from Peter's to Timothy, so uh, let's go to Colossians. I'm sorry, what I said? Philippians. Is that Colossians chapter 3? Yes, sir. Verse 14. Well, nope, can't start there. Sorry, I'll be trying, y'all. Let's start at verse 10. The whole thing is good. Put that in your, on, your, on your side of your notes to read the chapter 3. <laughs> With time won't allow. But to read chapter 3, it, it, it gets down to the nitty gritty. Um, it's showing us what we're taking off and what we're to be putting on. But I'm going to start in verse 10. I won't talk about how it tells us not to lie one to another. I'm not going to talk about how it tells us to mortify our members, which are upon the earth. I'm, I'm not going to talk about but that's, that's why we got to go back and read those things so we can understand where Brother LJ picking up at verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Who's the one that created him? Christ. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect, the chosen. That's what the elect are. The chosen of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, 
humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. Brother Greg, that's, that's the one that gets us right there, that forgiving. That one, ooh, that's the one. You talk about overcoming. Forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, huh. He didn't say after they asked for forgiveness. He said, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Christ didn't wait till we asked for forgiveness to die for us. <laughs> he didn't say, all right, once, once, once the population asks for forgiveness, then I'll come and die. While we were just sinners, Christ died for us. While we were just sinners, Brother Alton, and so... If we have a quarrel against any, it didn't say except someone who was super close to you and they hurt you. He didn't make any provisions. If there's a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And not just that, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. It's the bond. It's the thing a bonding agent, is some, bonding agent is something that holds everything together. It's because we have charity that we can have bowels of mercy. It's charity that which causes that. It's charity which causes us to have kindness. It's charity which causes us to have humbleness of mind. It's that's what causes these things. And so it holds it all together. It's what causes us to be uh, long-suffering, forbearing one another because I have charity. I have goodwill towards you. I have the love of God in my heart towards you, so I can't help but to want to see you do good. That's what we uh, mentioned last night. Oh, it was a beautiful time, too, by the way. Don't, don't want to change the subject. But they was very happy to see us, and the Spirit of God was there when we walked in. Um, but I was thinking about, well, that's what Brother Mike actually mentioned. It's just our reasonable service. It's not what am I giving up. It's just our reasonable service. And so when we begin to think about charity and the love of God and what he's done for you and I, and now he's given us a chance to duplicate that, to be an example of that, I would just want to say thank you. And so we're not here saying we have it all uh, uh, down, but this is what we're working towards. This is what we have to keep in our mind. When we say uh, we have heaven in our view, we can't get to heaven without having charity. When we say overcoming is why we're here, is to overcome, you can't do it without charity. You can't. Because you're going to be too self-consumed to do what the Lord has called us to do. And so now it's no longer about, I keep saying it, but I want it to, to uh, if it could seep in our pores, it's not about us. It's really not. When you think about, people talk about, I remember when I was a kid, younger, uh, there's a mindset that Christians were doormats. That yeah, they're they have to be like Christ. So the you know they always quote the same scripture, bro. Ron, if I smite you in the cheek, you suppose, that's the only one they know. They don't, they, don't, they don't know when Christ took the whip and beat them and beat them out the. They don't, they don't they don't quote that one when he beat them out the temple <laughs> with the whip. They don't, no, they, they don't quote that one to Christians, but they want Christians to be doormats. But charity isn't foolishness. Charity isn't just uh, being taken advantage of. Charity is, I just want to see goodwill towards you. 
Charity is what uh, Jesus Christ, when he began to let us know, uh, Mike mentioned it uh, yesterday, a new commandment I give unto thee. And so it's not just loving my neighbor as myself. It's not even just loving someone that looks like me or loving someone that goes to my assembly, but it is loving my enemy. That's the point. And I love someone that I consider an enemy or someone that's a foe, someone that's always withstanding me. Can I still want to see you saved? Can I still want to see whatever personality quirk someone has that rubs you? Can I still want to see you saved? That's charity. Not from a place of fakeness, but from the heart. I want to see you saved. And so um, I'm going to go, what I mentioned, First Peter's, Second Peter's, thank you. Go back here. I'm trying to stay from 1 Corinthians, but it's kind of hard because it just explains it so perfectly. Uh, but 2 Peter's, we're going to start at verse, sir? Just go there, huh? 2 Peter's. Let's start off. I'm going to give you all the right verse because I don't want to walk back up after I say it. So we're just going to start at verse 3. Chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, I'm sorry. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust. So we escaped it. We have the opportunity to escape this. But it's not just given to you. There's a scripture, I said that word. The race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but it's given to who? Him that endured. So there's a process. There's something that has to be done for us to endure. It wouldn't say you're enduring it if it's just given to you. But there's some things that have to been, uh, <laughs> the milk has something to say to say, can you stop turning me over? <laughs> Can you stop churning me? Can you stop churning me? But it's not the milk that I want. I'm trying to get the butter. I'm trying to get the essence. I want the butter. The milk is good, but the reason you're churning the milk is because you're trying to get something out of that process. But the things we're going through, the Lord, thank, thank you, Lord, for life. But I want eternal life. And so it's a churning that's going on. Thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. What it's for is that we can be brought forth as pure gold. Um, but verse, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how I went there. Verse 5, and besides all this, giving all diligence, paying attention, giving all effort, add to your faith virtue, that's great. And add to your virtue knowledge, that's awesome. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kind. You're like, oh, I'm doing all these things. I'm going to make it. I got it. Oh, it's amazing. He always put charity towards the end. Because that's the thing that's going to hold it together. And to brotherly kindness, charity. So it's not just being kind to my brother now. Now it's having charity towards him. It's not just having good words or being nice. It's having charity. So it don't stop with being nice. It stops with charity. I don't want to say stops. It, it, it's uh, encapsulated or fulfilled with charity. Go ahead, sir. I saw you got the mic. Uh, wait, let me read one more verse. Verse 8. Sorry. 
sorry, give me one second. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be what? Barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to bear forth fruit. That's why we're here. Go ahead, sir. I want to, but go ahead. But yeah, okay, thank you. I was trying not to, you know how sometimes people have questions and you keep going. <laughs> and the person be like, no mind, you went too long. All right, can I stop at 10? Okay, okay. <laughs> but he that lacketh these things, which things? Verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7. If you lacking these things, if you're not adding to these things, he's blind. My God. And cannot see afar off. How far can you see? Just yourself. That's as far as you can see. It's yourself. It's myself. And, and Brother Russell, you can't see that. <laughs> but it's true. Because I'm, I'm too busy conscious on how is it going to affect me? How is it going to? We have to get to the point where it's not about us. Keep saying it, but it's the truth. Look at any of those men. Look at any of those women. It wasn't that followed Christ. It wasn't about them. And it didn't even start in the New Testament. You could go back to the Old Testament. And people gave their lives because it wasn't about them. It wasn't what actually favored them. It wasn't in their best interest. But they had a love towards God. They had a love for God. And they had a love to wherever the calling that God gave them to fulfill the people, to help the people. <laughs> we was in a meeting. <laughs> I'm going to finish. We was in a meeting uh, after the meeting the minister's meeting on Sunday, and Brother Brown was telling my brother Jefferson, uh, he said he mentioned, always would mention to him, why would Joseph, after his brothers looked at him like they were going to kill him after he told him the first dream, why are you tell him the second one? <laughs> he said, Brother Jefferson, I wouldn't have told it. <laughs> but I thought of that because you think about men like Jeremiah. You think about men like Elijah. Man, y'all trying to kill me. I ain't telling y'all nothing else. They couldn't help it. That's what the Lord put on them to say, and they'll go tell it. Elijah likes, man, she going to kill me. And he killed the prophet. He was, he, was, he, was, he was covered with the Holy Ghost. Catch them all, kill them. And he thought about it. Man, Jezebel going to hear how to kill the prophets. She going to kill me. But it didn't stop them from doing what the Lord called them to do. It's mine. Uh, the reason I'm saying that. And so, uh, but you cannot see afar off and has forgotten, remind me, Lord. they forgotten that he was purged from his what? Old sins. Because we start focusing on ourselves and not other people. How can I help? Wherefore, rather, and brother, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. How are you making your calling and election sure? You go back to verse 5, 6, and 7. Am I adding these things? And this is where you have to do self-inventory. You have to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. You can put on, you can project, you can fool everyone else. You can't fool God and you can't fool yourself if you're honest with yourself. If you're honest, you can lie to yourself, but 
you know if you are adding. You, we also know when we're subtracting. We know when we're not as charitable as we should be. We know we don't have as much brotherly kindness as we should be. We know when we, we, not, uh, we don't have the purity we should have. We know when we have other thoughts that shouldn't be there that we, we're, we're, we're chewing on, we're thinking about. We know that when, when our faith is not as strong as it once was. We know these things. It's okay to know it, but now what are we going to do about it? How are we going to address it? And so this life isn't, Brother Ron mentioned, it's not about being here for a certain amount of time. It's none of that, but it's constantly evaluating, where am I? Am I increasing or am I decreasing? Am I growing? Am I staying stagnant? Or am I decreasing? Am I not even as far along as I once was? Have I backed up? Once we see it, acknowledge it, address it, attack it with a vigor unknown to mankind. Go ahead, Brother Ron. Um, see, I knew that was going to happen. You sure? Okay. It, was in, it wasn't a uh, question. It was more of a comment while you were there. That's why I wanted you to read verse 9. Because we, as saints, we, we seek the favor of God. And our charity, it, it's our righteousness. It's part of our righteousness. We can't be righteous without charity. And we quote the scripture all the time. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor see bacon bread. And so we can have a lot of good things in our life. But if we lack charity, then it can be ourselves taking care of our own affairs instead Absolutely. of the favor of God. And so that's why I wanted you to read verse 9, but it, we, we cannot be righteous without at least attempting. You know, you don't get everything right. You don't dot every I and cross every T every time. You, we make mistakes, but our intent, our intention is goodwill towards all, all people. And so I just, I wanted you to enlarge on, on that a little bit, but I think you covered it in, in verse 9. Yes, sir. We can't forget um, and I say this, um, I want to say it not arrogantly, not boastfully, but with all humbleness and sincerity. We focus so much on ourselves when it comes to overcoming. We forget the greatest commission that was given. That was a commission that was given. He did command us to love one another. He, he, that's a commandment. He also commanded them to be witnesses of him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Like that is a commandment that's not spoken about often. And so if we're trying and we're working on keeping the commandments that Christ gave, we can't forget that one. And we can't do that without charity. If I don't have charity, it causes me to look at someone and judge whether or not they're worthy. It causes me to judge whether or not I'm going to have the time to go house to house, fellowshipping and breaking the bread. It's going to cause, if I don't have charity, it's going to continue to cause me to come up short. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's the importance. And we, we see charity and we understand it as uh, goodwill, the love of God, agape. But what is it like in shoe leather? What is it like walking in it? It's more than just saying, I love you. And it's more, it's easy to tell someone that I know I love them. It's easy to tell someone I know that I go to Twain. But can I have that with someone that wants to know about the Lord? Can I have that? Um, that same passion that I have to talk 
to Brother Jeremiah or Brother Shelby about the word of God with someone who's not of like precious faith if there's an open door? Or am I going to protect myself because I don't want to get rejected? But Jesus Christ, he was despised and he was rejected of men. He was a man of sorrow and he was acquainted with grief. But we don't want that acquaintance because we protect and I. Does that make sense? And so uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to do this as quickly as possible. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I say it all that just to say 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Are you all following? Can we see the importance of charity? Can we see that it's not just about, um, and it's important, that's why I'm saying I'm not taking away from what we do. But it is overcoming the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. But it's more than that. It's not just about, see, overcoming the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is about my soul. It's about me living throughout eternity. So I'm doing it not because I love someone else. I'm doing it because I want my soul saved. But can I take that same desire that I have for my soul to be saved to give someone else an opportunity to have their soul saved? Can I do that? First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> Um, I'm not going to do it justice because you really got to read into it. Um, you have to get a background. But everyone knows this is the love chapter. Whether you're from the world, from the church world, somebody told you this is the love chapter. So we're we going to start in the love chapter. Just start it right here. Say, though I speak with the tongues, this is Paul speaking with the tongues of men and of angels. Uh, whether I speak in known tongues or unknown tongues and have not charity, I'm becoming sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. That means no matter how much you speak in tongues, how much uh, you have this great ability, uh, if you don't have charity, you're just a bunch of noise. You can get up, rattle scriptures off. You can get up and have a lot of understanding, a lot of knowledge, a lot of, you can even have wisdom. But wisdom is profitable to direct. So if I don't use that wisdom correctly, I'm not using charity. I don't have charity. But I could tell you to do something, and I'm cursing the blind man, and it's the deaf, I'm cursing the deaf in this cause. I'm putting a stumbling block before the blind. So I'm telling someone something I know they have no ability to do, and I'm putting that stumbling block right in front of them. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have charity. I'm telling you, so I, I told you. So now my conscience is clear because I'm free because I said it. So now I'm delivered, right? The devil's certain. He quote the scripture to you. Yeah, you warn the people if they don't, if they don't flee from danger, the blood's on their hands. Yeah, but can they see it? Can you take the time to show them the danger? Or just say danger coming. And so now I can say my soul is delivered. My God. <laughs> Didn't know it was all that, did you? And though I have the gift of prophecy. And understand all mysteries and, and all knowledge. That's talking about those gifts. Um, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So it don't matter how great a gift you have. It don't even matter if you have one of those seven spiritual, um, nine spiritual gifts. It don't even matter. 
you, you can say to that mountain, be thou moved. That's not a literal mountain, by the way. <laughs> the picture is those organizations, uh, where are the Pharisees, where are the Sadducees today? But you can say to those mountains, be thou removed. You can have knowledge. But if you don't have charity, you're nothing. The person that got the knowledge from you and they have charity, they're going to be saved. The person that they heard these prophecies, if they have charity, they reap the reward. They got your prophecy, they got your knowledge, they got your understanding, but they have charity. But the person that's giving it out, if you don't have charity, you're nothing. Well, don't mean you're nothing. It means as far as in God. You're not what you should be. You're not qualifying. You're not measuring up. Um, and do I bestow all my goods? So here we go, doing charity. By the way, um, I saw this yesterday. I don't know how to get it off. They, they, have, they have us under a food distribution place. Somebody left us a negative review. They gave us a zero stars on Google. They said, because they keep calling and we're not answering the phone. I'm like, we're not a fool. How, how we get a negative review for something we not? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I looked it up yesterday in the van. We was coming back. I was trying to see how far we were. Brother Ray was speeding. I was like, man, time standing still. But anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, but, <laughs> but do I be sowing my goods to feed the poor? And I give my body to be burned, so I do these great natural things. It profits us nothing if we don't have charity. So even though it's called charity in the world, that's not what charity is. Charity isn't giving away things. Charity isn't a donation. That's not what a charity is. It's not me going give my stuff to the homeless shelter. That's a good work. That's a good deed. That's something nice to do, but that's not charity. This is charity. Charity suffers long and is kind. Char while it's suffering, not after. <laughs> charity envy it not. So whatever you have, I'm happy you have it. I, I, I'm, I'm not envious of what the Lord has blessed you with. I'm not envious of whatever you have. That's charity. I'm legitimately happy for you. I'm so happy, I'm happy as if it's my own. Because when one rejoice, we all rejoice. So you, you Sister Vanessa got that promotion. I act like I got, oh, we going. Ah. I ain't going to see none of that money. Greg ain't going to let it happen. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm genuinely happy. The sister been working these extra hours, all this extra burden and all this other responsibility. But pay, me, pay her for her, her labor. And so I'm happy. And so that, that's what not being envious is. I don't have to understand why you was blessed. I'm happy you was blessed. I might not even know what happened that you got the blessing. But thank God the Lord favored you. And that's, that's, that's what charity is. Not fake happy, but legitimately happy. Uh, charity, it vaunted not itself. That just means lifting yourself up, vaulting itself up. It's not puffed up. Keep going, please. Uh, it does not behave itself unseemly. It's not going to draw attention to itself. It's because it's not about you. The, the, that's the exact opposite of charity. If anything is I, I, even if I'm telling you what I'm doing because I love you, it's not charity working because it's not going to bring attention to itself. You see the manifestation of charity. You don't see charity like it's here standing up in the neon lights. I'm putting on charity. If I'm telling you I'm putting on charity, 
It's not charity. <laughs> if I'm telling you I'm doing it, it's not charity. That's not what it is. It's something else working. Brother Mike says the pride of life. It is. I agree. Amen to you, Brother Mike. I don't want to put it out there like I disagree. I agree. Um, where I stopped at? Verse, verse 5. Yes, thank you. It's seeking not our own. That's the same, in the same vein. It's not seeking to be glorified. It's not seeking to be lifted up. It's not, it don't say it don't get provoked, but it's not easily provoked. That goes back to not being a doormat. It don't say it don't get provoked, but it's not easily provoked. It could, it could take wrong. It could take um, mistakes happening. It could take misunderstanding. And so it's not just soon as something happened, I'm ready. No, this is a proven track record. I need you to stop now. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's take it no further. You know, it's, 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 this, this is enough. Stop it. But it don't say as people think that charity is not, it's not easily provoked. It's something that's, that's pressing, that's um, continuous, that needs to be stopped. Now it's not about the Lord. Now you, you're putting Christ to open shame. You, you, you're causing trouble. And so keep going and do it what? Think it no evil. If it's a misunderstanding, they just think it's a misunderstanding. That's what charity would cause you to have. It's not, oh, they've been, they been plotting. I've been waiting on them. I knew they was going to do that. I, I saw it. I saw it six years ago. That's why I ain't never get close to them. <laughs> no one time I rode in the van with them. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> It don't think no, it just don't think that way, brother Felt. It's not charity, having the spirit of charity just don't allow you to think that way. It just don't. So in thinking no evil, verse 6, please. They rejoice at not in iniquity. I'm not rejoicing when someone has went contrary. I'm not rejoicing when someone's shoo-shooing and they're giving me the tell-all and telling me what's going on. I'm not rejoicing as those oh, men on the backside of the tabernacle. But, oh, give it to me. That's not charity. You're not rejoicing in iniquity. Why? Because you know that iniquity is going to cost someone life. You know, when that's all said and done, all, all the hidden relationships and all, at some point, time is a faithful witness. It's going to be made manifest. The cover's going to be pulled up off it, and now somebody got to get judged or somebody's. So it's not rejoicing in iniquity. I don't want to know the latest gossip. What is that actually going to do for me? How, how is your gossiping about this situation going to make me better? We say we want to be saved. So how are, am I letting you, we talked about it uh, two Fridays ago, dropping seeds in my head, little cockatrice eggs, how is that going to benefit me? It's not. Charity would tell that person, don't do that. You get your heart right. That's charity. Because I want to see you saved. That's charity. It's withstanding your brother or your sister when they're wrong. That's charity. Because I'm not suffering sin upon my brother. That's charity. That's true love. Oh, uh, I don't want, want to get sidetracked. Verse 6, I, I did that. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. That's what should make you happy. Not, not, not this and that. Little, little. Oh, yeah, I knew it. 
No, but give me some truth. Give me something that will, that's pertaining to life and godliness. It don't even have to be the Bible, but give me the truth. When you tell me that's the wrong spirit to have, if I'm working and operating in the spirit of charity, I can rejoice because you just gave me an opportunity to see myself. You gave me an opportunity to be saved. If I'm going the wrong way, but I'm working on having charity and someone can kind of correct me and cause me to look into that perfect law of liberty, I'm rejoicing because now is the day of salvation. Now I'm closer now than when I first believed. And so now I'm rejoicing in the truth. I'm rejoicing in the word of God. I quoted it um, last night, Philippians 4. And I'm rejoicing in these things, Philippians 4 and 8. I didn't say the verse, I'm sorry. But I'm rejoicing in these things. It's, it's, it's a joy. It's a pleasure because it's life. And so it is truth. He bareth all things. When we bearing all things, I thinking about Galatians. What is that, Galatians 6? They let every man bear his own burden. But then we have to bear our brother's burden. And so me bearing your burden isn't for me to tell everybody that I'm bearing your burden. If you're trying to help someone with something, charity isn't me making sure everybody know or making sure even you remember. Remember when you was in such and such state? I'm the one who helped you. <laughs> when nobody else was there, it was me. Remember, remember who was there for you. You know we do that when we about to do something crazy. <laughs> who wants somebody to cover for us? Remember I covered for you. That's the same spirit that's working. <laughs> so when you, you bear someone, bearing with all things, it believeth all things. We say believe in it. It don't mean you tell me something, I just believe it. But I'm believing it for the good. I'm believing that there is good that's going to come out of this. It hopeth all things and it endured all things. It do all these things without doing something else. It do it without complaining. It do it without complaining. It does it without murmuring. It does it without looking for some type of acknowledgement. Verse 8, please. Charity never fell it. But whether there be prophecies, that's the gift of prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, that's the gift of tongues. That's not actually talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I know that's been taught, but that's incorrect. That's, that's invalid. We can, we can read it if necessary. Go back to, that's why I said we jumped in to 13, but read verse, chapter 12. It's talking about the gifts of tongues. Uh, but whether it be tongues, they shall cease, the gift of tongues. And whether there be knowledge, that's the gift of knowledge. It shall be vanished away. Um, if, if there be knowledge, just to go back to kind of push that nail in a little bit, knowledge has never ceased. Even during the dark ages, knowledge didn't cease. And I'm going to say this, not to be controversial. Take my glasses off. That's just Michelle said I do when I'm about to make a statement. I pull my eyes up. When we talk about the Dark Ages, that's talking about Europe. That's not talking about Asia. Just putting that out there so you all understand. When we talk about the Dark Ages and how we are taught what the Dark Age period is, that's in Europe. That's not in Asia. It's also not in Africa. 
inventions were still going on. But the history of this country is tied into Europe. So we're taught the dark ages for that time period there. That's free. Look it up. Have fun. Uh, verse, <laughs> verse 8. I read that. And so whether it be knowledge, it shall vanish away. That's the gift of knowledge. Keep going. Verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now we growing up, Brother Turner. When I was a child, I spake as a child. That's not talking about a child in age. That's talking about a child in Christ, in faith, in understanding, in knowledge. Go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. That's before we started adding. We was a child when we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Lord brought us into his kingdom. But as a child, uh, naturally, you begin to grow up. And so as you grow up, there's different responsibilities placed upon you. And so when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. Um, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, as we grew up, we we're growing up. Now I'm bearing responsibilities. Now I'm able to walk. Now I'm able to comprehend. Now I'm making decisions on my own. I no longer have to keep having decisions made for me. When I became a man, what did I do? I put away childish things. So if it's all about prophesying, if it's all about giving my alms to the poor, if it's all about this and that, but it's not about charity, I'm still having a lot of childish things. If it's all about me, I'm still a child. The first thing you want to do, you want to make a child mad, take something from them. Most kids, not all, there's an exception to everything. But most kids, if you ask them for their toy, they'll let you have it. You want to get a reaction, snatch it from them. You make an enemy for life. <laughs> Every time they see you, they see you as the person that snatched their toy. Are we not supposed to be grown? Are we not growing up? If a child snatches something from an adult, you correct them, but you keep it moving. You don't hold it against that child. What about spiritually? We're supposed to be mature, but someone that's less mature does something that's um, out of the way. Do we hold them to the standard that we would hold an adult to? Or will we hold them to the standard that we would hold a child to? Think about it. When a child does something crazy out the ordinary, just, just downright, sometimes disrespectful, you might say something to them, but you don't really correct the child. You go tell the parent. Who's their parent? You talk to the Lord about it. Forgive the child. I'm not mean an aged child. I'm talking about a child in the assembly. And talk to the Lord. Lord, help them. It's not good. They don't, they don't want to have this reputation, Lord. That's why you tell the parent. So that the child don't do that to another adult, because now all the adults looking at the child like that thing now, boy. <laughs> I'd rather you tell me my child is disorderly than you keep it to yourself and that child keep doing disorderly things, and now all the adults are seeing that child as disorderly. I, it might be an uncomfortable conversation. Uh, I picked on you Friday. You up again. Uh, <laughs> I remember Sister Cheryl called me. She's she going to remember this when I say it. And she's told Jaden, because we had a rule, get off the drums. Don't, no kids. Because everybody was, they, they, they were doing too much. They was. But Jaden feeling 
I'm at this church all the time because the school, the daycare was still in the church at the time. So he's like, I got rights. And my daddy said I could play. Man, I, I wasn't even here, but I know him. I know him. And so she, she didn't say nothing. She just called me and said, look, I told me what happened. I called, told Jaden. I like, you need to apologize because that's an adult. Even if I did tell you you could play, if an adult told you not to play, don't play. It's that simple. Now, she could have not told me. Someone else have, Sister Pam, I'm sorry, who loves children, could have uh, <laughs> had a run in later on. And Jaden thinking he's right. He had the same mindset, the same spirit. And then someone else. But if they never tell the parent, now they looking at, boy, brother LJ got a monster on his hand. I'm thinking my son good. But the perception is, He's an unruly little fella. He don't know how to respect adults. I talk, even if it's not the fault, I talk to the ministry and let them know what happened. They're ultimately responsible. But I'm not going to build a case on why I'm not going somewhere with this person or why I can't be around that person. Sister Cheryl didn't disinvite Jaden from her house. He still come. <laughs> I mean, that was years ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm using that just to show you sometimes people's perception of their offspring is not the same perception that everyone else has because it could become an idol where no one could talk to you about your child and so nobody okay I ain't gonna tell you nothing. I ain't, can't say nothing about him he's gonna jump all over you and so you seeing your child one way and the world seeing your child a whole different way so that's free that's not parenting advice but I'm just telling us that's the truth most people don't say it but is it true can I get just an amen if it's true all right, that's free. Y'all got the baby babies, but they got some older babies in here. But it's still true. All right, so not losing the focus. Verse 12. But now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, and then shall I even, then, I'm sorry, then shall I know even as also I am known. Now abide it faith, hope, and charity. It's these three that abide it. But guess what? The greatest of these. So your faith is great. You can't be saved without your faith. You're saved through faith, by faith. The hope is what causes you to go through the things you go through. And so we use the terminology, that's the vehicle to your salvation. But with all of that, the greatest is charity. Because without those three, without charity, those other two, it won't be fulfilled. Because it's going to get too hard. It's going to be too pressing. It's going to be too difficult. Because we still are thinking as a child, understanding as a child, and uh, speaking as a child. But when we become a man or come of full age, we put away childish things. And so as an adult, I'm using this as a natural illustration, as an adult, as responsibilities of life are put on you, it's no longer about how long can I sleep. It's no longer about what cartoons I get to watch. It's no longer about eating breakfast uh, cereals all day. Because of responsibilities as an adult, you get up and go to work because you have responsibilities for others. Responsibility of the bills tell you to get up and go to work. Your job not calling you every morning saying, um, it's time to wake up. Go brush your teeth. 
go take a shower, get dressed, come to work. They don't tell you that. The responsibilities of life has caused you to no longer think as a child. It's caused you to be responsible. When we're growing up and we have charity, we're no longer thinking about ourselves. The responsibility isn't just to us now, it's to others. So it's responsibility of even having charity. How do what I do affect my brothers and my sister? How do what I say affect others? What is my conversation, not my words, but my life? What does it reflect on the body of people I'm with? What does it reflect on Jesus Christ? And what does it reflect on his father? And so it's no longer about me. It's no longer. I'll say this in closing. How many of us, um, we have the new generation parents, so y'all might not hear this. But i say if you was born before the 90s, I know y'all have heard this. Don't embarrass my name. They used to be driven. Whatever your last name was, you a Hamilton. You a Brown. Don't mess that name up. You a short. You a Matthews. That new generation, y'all, like, I don't even think I even told my kids that. I told them that maybe one time. And I was like, they don't get it. <laughs> Try, but I'm sad it's been a little comical. But the reason was, because your name was your reputation. And so that was what you had. That's all you had. You might not have had money. You might not have wealth, but you had a name. And so it does teach the pride of life. It does. I'm telling, I'm not saying it don't. It, it, it lends itself to it. But it's the same thing. The principle is the same. Remembers who name we're wearing. We're not wearing our own name. We're wearing the name of Christ. Let me say it correctly. Jesus. <laughs> we're bearing his name. We're saying we're Christians is saying we're Christ-like. Does that make sense? So don't embarrass his name. It's not about us. <laughs> Sister Michelle, I think Brother Brown had a flashback when uh, Grandma <laughs> thought to be him because uh, a kid was acting up in the store one day. He looked at me. I didn't know this until later in life. I, I wish you would. <laughs> I don't even eat sweethearts. <laughs> what I'm getting threatened for? I didn't even think about it. But he was like, I wish you would. Late, years later, everybody comes from somewhere. He had a flashback what happened to him. But, you know, I ain't tried either. Well, when I, <laughs> them Skittles was looking scrumptious, though. But, uh, but the reason we're here is to magnify the name of the Lord in every aspect of our life. And we're able to accomplish that, not just by overcoming what's in our nature, but by having charity towards our brothers and our sisters, towards our fellow mankind. And so we're here to be examples, to reach out, to help, to go to twain, so that we can compel men and women to come in and be saved. So I'll stop there. Uh, any questions? Went a little bit longer than I wanted to. Well, or expected. I won't say wanted to. But any questions? We good? Amen. Well, um, please, 
help me with the prayer request because I will feel like I will forget someone's name. But please, Brother Ellis is having a procedure operation on Wednesday. Um, he has an irregular heartbeat. And so they tried to shock him, shock his heart, and everything else they can't get it. So they have to have a, they're doing an operation on him Wednesday. Please keep Brother Ellis in prayer. Uh, he's a good man. Um, they, they're going through a difficult time in the assembly, but he hasn't lost his hope. Um, he's still zealous. He's still encouraged, still believes that we can make it. So let's keep him and that assembly in prayer. Also, I got a text this morning. Um, I believe it's Brother Jermaine. Say he's at home doing well. I asked because the number's unrecognized, but it's a 504 number. But he never responded back to me. I don't know who else would text me that they're at home and everything is well. But Brother Jermaine, I did text us to Elian, Ilani, but she didn't respond either. Uh, so, Bob, he's at home? Okay. He is at home, so thank the, thank the saints for praying. Keep praying for him, please. Also, um, Brother Dorson, um, I don't know if everyone remember him from Homestead. Him and his wife came down, and um, Lukner, but they came down to cook and work during the, during the meeting. His son, Ratner. Ratley, he was in a car accident. He's been in the hospital for two weeks. He sent the text message out yesterday morning asking for prayer. I don't know if you all remember, but they're worthy. They're in Brother Duyon's assembly in Homestead. Please keep him in prayer. He's, he's young. He's young. Um, that's the three that I remember that wasn't a part of the assembly. Uh, let's remember also Sister, uh, a brother, um, Joey and Sister Denise, daughter as she's recovering. Um, surgery went well. She sent a text message out, but let's keep her in prayer as she's recovering. Also, please keep Sister Grace and Brother Brown in prayer as they're out. Um, and uh, who else? Who text? Sister Ida. Um, please, let's fervently pray, pray for Sister Ida. Please keep her in prayer. Sister Tangela, um, if, as she's going through this process, uh, pray that she has comfort. Uh, she don't suffer. She suffers some discomfort in her body, but pray that she's comforted, that she stays encouraged. Um, Brother Mister's at drill. Who else? Brother Judy, Brother Gene, um, his uncle passed. Let's keep him in prayer. The funeral is Saturday, uh, so keep keep them in prayer as they travel. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, that's traveling, they're traveling to Atlanta. Any others? Sister Shama, not feeling well. Um, let's keep Sister Shama in prayer, please. And the Giggs family, uh, their funeral is next Saturday. Um, let's keep the Giggs and the Lawsons in prayer. Any others? Brother Alton. I asked the church to pray for it, okay? Will do. <clears throat> let's keep Brother Alton's family in prayer. Um, those that's in Detroit, please keep them in prayer. Any others? Can I get the prayer list up? I feel like I forgot somebody. Brother, Brother Mike Nelson. That's who I was uh, thinking about. Brother Mike Nelson. Keep him in prayer. Sister Ella and her family. 
Um, want to keep her, them in prayer also. The San Marcos Assembly, as they uh, continue to, to be planted in that area, and not just planted in that area, but affect that area, as they're looking also for a home uh, that they can call their own, or say a home looking for a building that they own. Uh, the job situations for the saints, all the saints who are traveling, uh, aging parents and their caregivers, and those who we're testifying to. Let's not just let that be something that's said, but let's make sure it's something we're doing, um, being a light. And those who are wounded, confused, and scattered. Any others? Is that everyone? I don't want to leave anyone out. We good, Sister Pam? Oh, also, we have dinner today, so let's pray for the food. Why are we praying? Praying for the food. Uh, I'm not telling on Sister Janita. She asked for something, some sausage or something. What you asked for? Some meat. Yep, that what happened to the nation of Israel. They asked for meat. <laughs> yep, that's what I thought. Thought it was. Um, gave, gave the people some fish, and now they want meat. They ain't happy with the fish. Now they want flesh. I'm telling y'all one. This is my message. I am not Moses. I just snuck some fish in here. Y'all stop. <laughs> they smuggle fish through the doors, and now they, they want turkey, some chicken, a little sausage. Somebody talking about they're going to bring it in their bag, they're going to bring their own sausage to put it on the red feed. Like, man, y'all don't quit. Anywho, pray that the people stop asking for flesh. One, one year, one thing. <laughs> we'll try something new next year. One year, one thing. But uh, all jokes aside, it's good to be able to fellowship again as far as doing dinner. Uh, thank God COVID is over for the pandemic part of it. Still want to practice good hygiene and um, be responsible, but it's good to spend time with the family. Um, any others? That's all? Any special unspoken by the raising of our hands? Let's go before, if you don't mind, let's stand. Let's go before the great God of heaven. Lord, we believe in you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We trust you, Lord. We magnify your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your grace and for your... Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, remember those that's in me, Lord. The saints of God, Lord. Remind them, dear Lord, of your graciousness, of your mercy, of your loving kindness. Bless your name, Lord. We thank you. We magnify you. Lord, remember this food that we're going to receive. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. There's one last, um, this is spiritual and natural, order of business. We do need to receive an offering. Um, we're not asking or commanding you to give a tithe. <laughs> give tithes. But we ask that you fulfill the Bible, <laughs> fulfill the scripture, and give as the Lord has prospered you. If we don't have the ability to give, we want to ask the Lord to give us wisdom, give us understanding. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll make mention of it. Uh, we want to give as the Lord has given us the ability, but if we want to learn how to be good stewards, Brother Mike. And so I don't want um, to be faithful 
in natural things, but not be faithful in spiritual things. Um, everything you see here was not given by anything other than the sacrifices of the people of God. And so I don't want us to be unrighteous. Uh, just talking about growing up. It's real easy as a kid to go to the store and say, give me this, give me that, give me this. But once you put those kids on an allowance and they start having to buy their own stuff, it's amazing what they don't buy. <laughs> now it is their money. And so that's amazingly, right? Think about it spiritually. We come here, we feel the air. You come here, the grass cut. You come here, the lights on. You come here, there's running water. You're eating the meal without paying for it. I've been, I was at a church, a brother actually turned the meeting around, Sister Cheryl. I'm listening to me now. Turned the meat up. The Lord was, ooh, it was good. The brother got up and said, we're not doing dinner anymore because y'all not giving for the dinner fund. That's the church I'm going to. <laughs> the brother did that. Fabby was there. They wasn't translating. I had Fabby translating for me. <laughs> I said, what'd they say? Said, yeah, they ain't, they ain't doing dinner no more because the saints wasn't paying for the dinner. We don't even charge you for dinner. Didn't even, never thought of it. But yeah, we could come here, we could eat, you could rejoice, you could worship. Uh, the saints, they play for free. They play for free. They sing for free. We pay to preach. Uh, I said what I said. <laughs> I said it. And so none of these things is going into someone's pocket is my purpose of saying it. And so we're unrighteous. And we're sitting here and we're taking and taking and taking. And we're not giving. We're not giving. This is built on on ass threshing floor. It's built on a sacrifice. So you're required to sacrifice also. I never talk about giving. Um, I usually leave that to Brother Mike and Brother Brown. I just do. I won't do it today, but I'm addressing it so it be in our minds. Um, not just, here, Lord, take this. But setting aside at the first of the week, Lord, because of the ability you gave me to get wealth, I want to give back. I want to, I, I don't even want to use the word because religion uses somebody. I, don't, I want to sow into the kingdom. What that mean? But I want to give back the place where I'm getting fed the place where I'm getting understanding, the place where I feel sheltered, the place where I feel that there's a ministry looking for me, I want to keep giving to that assembly. Why? Because they're giving to me. So it's nothing. What is it for us to reap your carnal or natural things when we sowing into you spiritually? And I'm saying that we're not reaping it. The people of God is reaping it. It stays in the building. It stays on the campus. And so why wouldn't we give? Uh, I'm not saying it to raise the offering, but I'm saying it because we need to know it. We just need to know it. So it's offering time. Turn with love, 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 one toward another, all day long, helping each other, unify, bind a bond of love, we will bind no Satan with love, love.
before Brother Sean um, dismisses us and gives us announcements, please, Brother Patton um, sent a text message asking for prayer for his son, Cullen. So let's please keep Cullen in prayer. I uh, did mention him earlier, but we saw the text. So Cullen, Brother um, Patton, son. Go ahead, sir. God help me with the opportunity. Three. Clean up team. I mean, not clean up. General cleanup. Saturday, 8 a.m. Higher education. <laughs> so, congratulations, but uh, she's graduating from Xavier. The other two are graduating from high school. Um, what, you, what you got, a master's? Go ahead, old girl. But um, no, so we're gonna have a graduation picnic. Um, they didn't, they didn't not doing the banquet. They said they didn't want to do anything formal, and so they wanted they want some of that flesh. <laughs> if you want some flesh, come out June first. <laughs> come on, get it. All right, that's it. Be a translation meeting right after the meeting, also. Band practice, 245. Pray for the Lord. That is all. Can we please all move into the dining hall, please? Love you all. You are dismissed.